Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34 on a wet and, well, I was going to say windy, but it's not windy, just a wet Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Roots with you for the next two hours, live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street. Thanks to our great friends at Hyundai and Balfour's. And good old Balfour's, they've been baking people happy since 1853. Let's welcome The Roots. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, shaka laka shaka laka. My goodness, you've aged. Oh, dear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is another day. It is another co host. <laughs> Could you please introduce yourself, young oh, man? Oh, dearie, man. I shouldn't make Who myself are laugh. You? It sets Who off are you? Coughing attacks. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Roach. Apologies to everyone for being wow. off. Not sure I should be here today, to tell the truth, but a big thank you to Miles Fitzner, John Casey, Ben Hook and Paul Bonzer, and a bigger thank you to Tony Jones, Eddie Maguire, Glenn Ridge and baby John Burgess, who were all lined up to do the next few days. Do you know who was in, guaranteed, mm-hmm. to be there today, locked in if you had not walked into the studio? Mm-hmm. We had lined up Humphrey B. Bauer. Is that right, Roach? Without his pants. Well, you would have really... Well, Roach, unnecessary <laughs> well, and, 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 and awkward. Um <laughs> I miss Humphrey, of course. I cohabitated with we him found for him. 27 years. We found him. He said he would be delighted to do the show. He's a funny old fellow. That's right. Oh, you remember that, do you? Uh, coming up on the show, Matt Rendell will join us. I was listening on the deathbed yesterday. I heard Matty have a crack at me, and you put it on a plate for him, Ruth, regarding <laughs> Matt Crouch. I never said Matt Crouch was going to Sydney. I no, said he was going to Sydney. We did not suggest that you said he was going to Sydney, but you've tried to put him at an AFL club for weeks well, and no one's biting Kim. Yeah, I looked He's up. He's stuck at Adelaide. I looked up Oxymoron yes. in the dictionary yes. and it came under list manager. <laughs> That's what came up, honestly, because, you know, they can have a play in front of them, they can't smell them, never mind see them. Yes. Um, I just think it's sad if the lad doesn't get a decent crack at it at Adelaide Footy Club because he's got a lot to offer. Just my opinion. I noticed Josh Jenkins jumped on the bandwagon when I was off field too. No one's biting Kim. I know. The damage has been done and I, I'm i like you. I'm staggered that there isn't a club out there that cannot see the talent and can't believe in their coaching group to actually nurture a 2017 All-Australian. Yeah, well, so well, it's five on... years ago, but he's only oh, 27. Well. He's missed a year's footy, so... Um, not to not to worry. Uh, I when I was in Melbourne, as I said, there's people in senior positions at the Adelaide Footy Club that genuinely want him to stay. Well, are they going to play him? Well, they're they're not in the coaching department, but they're in senior positions. <laughs> oh, hang on, I've got a cough. Talk. Oh dear, Kim. <laughs> 
Oh, there you we know, go. you know, I had to go and consult my lawyer about rewriting the will because I wasn't sure you were coming back. I was worried. I was hearing you were getting worse and worse. Yeah, well, it was getting that way. I, I think. Not COVID, that's reassuring. No, right? no, I had two rat tests. Uh, thank you. I'm talking the rat, my rat and the sister. Oh, my rat, I can't talk. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. The rat. <laughs> Hang on, I've got to cough again. <laughs> oh, dear. This may be a struggle. Um, yes, my sister and the rat brought around some rat tests for me. So no, Chicken I'm soup st- as well? Uh, yes. And Good on Yes, them. he did. I thought she would. Yeah, she thought I needed some uh, homemade food. Oh, it's a nice text. Um, I think it is anyway. Thank God you're back, Kimbo. Oh, <laughs> I've got a cough again. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe Sorry, Humphrey, maybe Humphrey was the better option, Ben. Get him back on the phone. I do apologise. Um, yeah, I'll try and keep that in check. Um, oh, thank you, Donato, for the uh, the kind text. I appreciate that. All right, so Matt Randall coming up, Ange Foley at 4.35, and uh, Daniel Cherney. Now, he was a former age journalist, wasn't he? Now we- working for Code Sport at News Corp. So yeah, we've had him on before. The trade period is in its last day for the sense of theatre. The list managers and recruiting people cannot take any paperwork to the AFL until 3 o'clock Melbourne time. That's now passed. So some paperwork has been filed. We'll go through those trades shortly. But surprise, surprise, Kim, there's a television special on 7 Plus for the final half hour. All the drama. Will Josh Dunkley get to Brisbane? Yes, he will. Will Rory Lobb? Get to Fremantle, yes, cetera, because if he will, Ollie if he, Henry get to Geelong. No, hang on, Rick. If, yeah, Lob will get done because if he doesn't, Josh Dunkley can't get done. Yes, well, it'll it, be it'll dramatic all stuff. So surprise, surprise. There's a TV show, but yes. that's good. It uh, keeps people interested. Yep. Um, we've got the AFL trades final thirteen. Uh, we've called this uh, deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. You like that? Deal or no deal. All right. Uh, Very creative. Roach, let's go through the ones that have been done. Now, Aaron Francis, this has happened in the last hour. Uh, Yes. Sorry, I was just having a look. It's just trying to keep keep up with some. Um, Sorry, sorry. Which one do you want me to go through again? Sorry, I was looking at which draft picks are now moving along here. But we've got three that have been done so far. Aaron Francis, who at one stage was linked to Port Adelaide, will now definitely be in Sydney. He has gone with Essendon. Uh, getting pick 37 from Sydney and a future fourth. Rolled into Aaron Francis for the Swans is pick 42. All important, all these points and future picks for what they're you know looking at next year's draft. Uh, Essendon's also been involved in a trade with Melbourne for Sam Wiedemann, who is, is an interesting player, isn't he? Is that the best way to describe him? An interesting prospect. You know that there's a talent there. Has it fully nurtured? Well, Will he see, blossom at the Bombers? You, you could say a tease at this stage. Mm, so because he's, he's good, he's very good, uh, but he goes missing. Yeah. So Melbourne, he's been in a good system, Rooch, and he hasn't been yeah. able to produce at a consistent level when they've had plenty of forward entries. Um, but there's plenty of upside, and when you're a big forward, you get quite a few chances, which we'll get to shortly. Yeah. So Aaron Francis, done. Sam Wiedemann, now playing for... Essendon. Melbourne Essendon. get... 37 as a draft pick. Essendon get Wiedemann. The third draft pick of 54 and a future fourth. And the one well, that... Well, you, Sorry. Do you want me here or not? Yes. Well, let me do something. Yes. 
Josh Shackey. That came from left field, didn't it? That's what I was just about to say. Well, I, what did we do, Roach? You've forgotten. I've been away for a week. I put him on a but plate. I'm trying to ease you back in because I don't want you to lose your voice yet. No, no, I won't lose my voice. It might be more my life, probably. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, he goes from the Western Bulldogs to Melbourne, club number three, and the Bulldogs get a future fourth. Do you yeah. like that? Not, not really cut up one way or the other. I think it's good for Josh to get an opportunity somewhere else. I'm not sure that a future fourth tells you anything other than the Western Bulldogs giving a player a chance to get opportunity somewhere else. That's all that's telling me, isn't that's it? A silly question, but a sensible one. Would you rather Sam Wiedemann or Josh Hackey? Oh. Well, it's, it's a roll of the yeah. dice, isn't it? They're, they're hoping wow. their system and a change of environment will yeah. work for both players. That's an interesting question. Hey, we open that up. It might yeah. not. It might not be your club, so you mightn't care. But zero four two seven one five four one double six. That's an interesting twist. Yeah, who would yeah, you that's rather, Wiedemann or Shacky, if they were going to your club? I'm I'm not sure either. They they both tease. And that's why it's hard to make a call. Yeah, I'm looking at him going. I think I'd lead. I think I'm leaning to Wiedemann. I don't, I don't think there's anything in it, Rooch. And, well, and we have seen the penny drop late with key forwards. We've seen it with Todd Marshall. Um, well, that's we've seen a, it with Darcy Fogarty. Yeah, that's a hard one because every time you think of one, you go, am I making the right call here? Mm. Okay. All right. We'll see All what right. time brings. Let me go through a few others. Now, yeah. Bumfluff Benny, uh, who's actually had a bit of a lurgy himself, so he's hung in really tough the last week. He probably should have had a couple of days off. Did he uh, give it to you? Well, we talked about that. <laughs> oh, hang on. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, apologies. We've got a text here. Roach, all this coughing, are you sure it's not Matt Rendell in the studio? <laughs> That's from Lockie. Yeah. Apologies. I know it doesn't sound good. Uh, I'm doing my best. Um, we had a false alarm. There was uh, someone had hacked that the deal had been done for Ollie Henry. Yeah, that's why I was distracted a moment ago because there was a thought that Ollie Henry has been pushed on his way to Geelong with actually Collingwood taking less than pick 25, but that's not at all right, Kim. That's... No, that's not correct. All right, so we're still waiting on that. So unless something comes from left field, we believe we had 13 names. Now, three deals have been done already, so that leaves 10. I'll just rattle them off. Do you put Riley Bonner in this list? Because he's not on the list. No, I didn't have him on the list. Yeah. What have I missed there? Well, I no, he's, he's been told that he's tradable by Port Adelaide, not... I don't see anyone biting for him, so I don't imagine that's no, happening. No, didn't have him on the list, and I thought they were pretty proud to hang on their hat on the fact they haven't had to lose any players. Yeah, but they have made it clear they're quite willing to trade him. Well, Roach, you had Chris Davies on yesterday. Did you ask the hard question? Of Riley Bonner? Mm. No, we didn't go down that path. Oh! <laughs> well, we ran out of time. I've got a cough again. <laughs> Plus, there hasn't been any movement. Just like Matt Crouch. Hasn't been any movement. We're on. Well, the names we have, uh, Josh Dunkley, Ollie Henry, Tom Mitchell, Jaeger O'Meara, Aaron Francis, Sam Wiedemann, Josh Shackey, Rory Lobb, Jeremy Sharp, Asava Radagalia, Lloyd Meek, Matt Crouch, yes, and Hunter Clark. Yeah, and look, we could add Riley Bonner to that list. We could add James Rowe, who's been linked to the Western Bulldogs. There'd be a heap of players who would be on the edge here. Who, at this point, they haven't been done now. You doubt that they're going to be Last-minute trades, are they? The big ones are clearly Dunkley, Lobb. Uh, critical to, to the Adelaide audience is Radicalia with Port Adelaide. Yep, we'll get to that um, one in a moment. And Jaeger O'Meara has declared he wants to play for Fremantle. I know, and GWS thought they were a, a genuine chance this morning. Yeah, interesting. 
Uh, text coming through. Hopefully, Matt Crouch, cough, cough, can change his ways and cough, 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 be more couch, cough, direct, cough, cough, oh, cough, dear. player, cough, cough. <laughs> All right. Everyone's a comedian today. All right. Apologies if my coughing is coming through. I'm trying to hit the cough button. Uh, what have we got here? Text coming through, Roach. Welcome back, Kim. Can I just acknowledge the Port Adelaide recruiting team for once again doing a great job for the club? They have really been on top of it for many years now. Well done. Uh, no name there. I agree with that 100%. Done a wonderful job. Not everything has worked, but if you do nothing, nothing happens. And let's hope they can get Radagalia over the line. Let's let's talk about that one now. And let's hear from... Radagalia, Radagalia... Hang on, is that one on there? Not sure, Kim. What are you looking for, no, Radigalia? No, Scotty Lucas is right. his manager. I yep. apologise. Yeah, let's hear from Scott Lucas, uh, Asava's manager. Look, you're right. Uh, that, that's where it sits at the moment. Geelong would like uh, more. Port Adelaide don't have a lot. Um, and North Melbourne and Port all working together and the Giants as well. There's that opportunity that we're always... Well, Port are always looking at. Geelong are potentially looking at. And, and we are on behalf of the player because our job is to do the best we can to facilitate the trade that he would like and have it work for both clubs. Surely a deal gets done there. I would have thought so. So they've offered a second rounder, pick 33. 33, yep. And Port haven't got much more. I mean, they've got futures, but... And I know futures are becoming more and more important, as people say, next year's draft has got all this talent and we've got to be ready for it. I get and it's, all it's that. And it's not just that. that. It's, it's, it's bringing into your squad an age demographic... Yeah, exactly. So you need to allow yourself to be able to grow every year. And let's put it this way. If you're Geelong, and at this point, it's either Radagalia stays as you originally wanted, or you drag it out as long as you can and see if Port Adelaide blink, what would you do if you were Geelong? Oh, You'd exactly what they're doing. Push it out. So what would the blink require? It's going to be a, a future pick. Yeah, a future third rounder. I would have thought so, Kim. But I would have thought that. But if I was Geelong, I'd be asking for future second and just be pushing the thing right to the end and mm. then seeing it, well... At, what is it, 7 o'clock our time that it stops, maybe at 6.50 you say to Port, okay, here's the paperwork. So it all finishes at 7 o'clock tonight. Mm. Uh, talking of coughing, this one's out. It's Mario. Hello, Mario. If only Rucci coughed up money as easily. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, um, I don't think it was a good idea to come in at the moment. <clears throat> I apologise. Uh, Kimbo, ask Michelangelo about his comment on the morning show. He wanted to replace you with Humphrey B. Bear. Rooch. I said we could get Humphrey tonight. We'd run out of draft picks and salary cap to get any of the big names, but Humphrey was the next contender. Really? So you'd rather... For today? Actually, the way you're coughing, I'd take Humphrey today. Yeah, I apologise. Um, here's another text. Kimbo, what's Jason Horn Francis getting paid? I can't trust Roach to not understate the power players and overstate the Crows players. Well, he has been doing it for years. He's got great form there. Um, what did you say he was getting paid, Roach? Who? Jason Horn Francis. I don't know. I don't know what he's getting paid. What would you, not... Every other player that's ever gone to the club, you've had a very strong view and a guesstimate. I... We went through this. So we banged that... heads over so his Motlop. First... So his first year... Absorbs a North Melbourne contract. What's what's the first Bugger round off. draft he get? Then what is in that five year? I would imagine that's going to go from a four hundred to a six hundred range. As a, a, four, in, you're in four. 
Well, in the third year, mm. I would think so. Yeah, I would have thought it might have been more, Rich. I would think it has to build up. Third year player, kid. Mm. Now, no name on that text, uh, and I've been on the deathbed, so I, I can't really help you. But we we will try and get some guesstimates. On so it. you'd heard the same thing about Isaac Rankin, five years, eight hundred. What changed yep. there? Where did that suddenly become three years? Was it his management decided no, we'd rather be on the edge of free agency and go for broke on the edge of free agency? That How would did... be common sense, I think. So, what was Adelaide's first offer, and what was what did it become in the end? It's always that conundrum, though, isn't it? Do you get that long-term security, or do you roll the dice and hope that you hit your best form, mm. and in three years' time, instead of being eight hundred, you're a one point two. He ends up being the premier midfielder in the competition. Um. Here's On the edge of free agency, you've got great bargaining. New CBA. So I would have thought his management team would have been saying, we'll, we'll roll the dice on this one. All right. We've got a lot of texts coming through, Rooch. Um, the text line is 0427-154-166. Matt Randall coming up at 4. Ange Foley, 4.30. Daniel Cherney from Code Sports at 5 o'clock just to create a little bit of theatre with the last three hours. Yes. Yes, three hours of the trade period. All right, I'm going to take a break and have a water. (laughs) A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 355, we're live from the Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to Balfour's. The Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's truly are for the game. A few texts coming through, Rooch. Uh, Arthur in Harndorf. G'day, Arthur. I've put my beef palmy money Ooh. on the Tigers train for next year. I hate saying that, but their super six in the midfield are going to be unstoppable. This is one thing that would be very good to do on Friday, Kim, when everyone's finished trading, to do the power rankings of every team, one to eighteen. Once we see how their squads have been changed, amended, improved, or not, where mm. everyone ranks. Mm. So who who at this point has boosted? See, I wasn't their overly enthusiastic no, at doing no. all that much work. I noticed that, but mm. I know you. But it would be interesting to actually work out who has improved their squad to be in a better place to chase the Premiership or chase Geelong mm. next year. I, I see they've been doing that on Trade Radio with Good. Matt Rendell. Good. Uh, Matt, uh, yeah, short story long. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a sauce nodded off in one of his uh, critiques. No. <laughs> Hang on, Surely not. <coughs> oh, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> the cough button's not working yet. Oh, know. I just hit it and then I go to talk <laughs> and it happens again. Uh, there's a text, Kimbo. Uh, the four fill-ins for you would not. Shut up. Oh, that's harsh. And let Roach say anything. Uh, thanks. Uh, thank you that you're back. Um, that's from Chris. Oh, they, they all, I appreciate it greatly. They came in at short notice. Yes, that was very good and of them to do so as well. Roach, let's just have a little chat about a few of these. Mm. Uh, I know I'll annoy the hell out of everyone, but um, I thought Matt Crouch would have been a great fit for Collingwood, but they've opted for Tom Mitchell. Is that getting closer? Yeah, it seems to be getting closer. Probably is one of those ones, as they say, goes to the why. And one of the big issues is not just what Collingwood and Hawthorne are going to agree as picks for the trade, but how much Hawthorne's prepared to pay of Tom Mitchell's contract. Because we know Collingwood can't absorb too much money, can no. they? That's why Brody Grundy was moved on to exactly. Melbourne. So I think the haggling, it, from what I'm reading just at the moment, is it's passing through the 
wire, so to speak, is Hawthorne has to swallow hard on his salary. Oh, and I think they'll do that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah that suits their needs as well. Yeah. Here's a text, probably the best one for the day. It's from Des. He says, Kimbo, go home. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, Des, that's a distinct possibility. We're trying to organise something now because uh, I cannot stop coughing. Um, here's another text that's come through. Uh, hi, lads. Uh, great to have you back, Kimbo. I thought some of the standard... Oh, I tried to talk over the roots too much. Um, yeah. Uh, they must respect the captain of the show in Ruchi. Oh, there we go, Joey from Camden. Have you decided at this point who is the big winner of the trade period? Geelong's done extremely well. Richmond's done extremely well. Port Adelaide met its goal. Adelaide ticked its box. And that's I, stress. I think the they had a I very think, strategic plan, Adelaide. Yeah, I'll, I appreciate. I haven't listened to all the shows, Ruch. I've had listened to about half hour each day, but I've appreciated your fairness. Um, well, we know what they're in your doing. assessment, yeah, of what's been happening. I think the first three that you mentioned are very good. It's hard not to be impressed with what Geelong have done. Oh, they've they've done the steal of not only this century but the previous one on that Gold Coast steal where they get number seven along with a player, and it's just staggered how that one's worked. Mm. I mean, and I think two years text... ago the AFL would never have allowed it. Now they're saying mm. salary cap dumps. We won't look for what is equality or fairness in the deal. We'll acknowledge that. If you're taking salary cap and absorbing that pain, mm. you don't have to give up as much in the draft picks. But And then good luck to Geelong. I mean, what they've done is they've generated a lot of envy around the competition, haven't they? But they should be applauded for actually being so adventurous and, and able to do those deals. Getting players to Geelong now is an extraordinary achievement for the Cats. Got a bit of an advantage, haven't they, being yeah. a regional area yep. but still so central to uh, the city of Melbourne. Uh, Adam from Clemsick says, Kim, you sound sick. Um, I was saying similar things to cough when Adelaide fans say they could still pinch Horn Francis, but a syllable before cough. Uh, yes, uh, ve- very good. Um, well, no one was really saying that, were they? Roots not in any seriousness. Uh, no, you couldn't say it in seriousness. In the same way that you know that so many of these deals demand so much in your structure of what you're planning, not only for this year's draft, but next year. And the salary cap's the big issue, Kim. Mm. Like, you know, if Josh Dunkley doesn't get to Brisbane, you know that... You'll get there, Rich. Port Adelaide and Western Bulldogs have got picks, but you know Port can't pick Dunkley again because they haven't got salary cap space for him. And Which I would... would have been the problem with Adelaide. So how would have... Ad, not what Adelaide's real issue would be, what would have they been able to offer to North Melbourne to get... Jason Horn Francis. What uh, was left? They're struggling, as I said weeks ago, Roach. Uh, I think they'll get there, but they're struggling to get the points for Mike Land. Correct. Yeah. Which is going to be really interesting. Um, to be a list manager, eh? Yeah. Uh, Dunkley will get done. A text coming through in regards to you and understating salaries for power players, Roach. This one says that's exactly what I meant about understating the power players' pay packets. Four hundred thousand. This is in regards to in Horn year Francis. three. You don't think you don't think he'll year two. Now, year two, he's going to absorb his North Melbourne contract. No, well, that's his, That's next year. Yeah. Year three, I wouldn't no, imagine. No, well, year two for Port. I'm talking about year one for Port in, in his contract with Port. Which, so he's got the second year. Yeah, his second year Melbourne. after. The first year will be the North Melbourne one. So how much do you reckon he'll be in that one? Oh, I think it'll have to be more than 400000 Rooch. You reckon? Uh, this text, yeah, uh-huh. I genuinely do. But oh, it's an unqualified comment. Um 
This text goes on to say 400,000, ha, ha, ha. It's been reported elsewhere, 800,000. That maybe wasn't for the second year, though. Uh, hey, Kimbo, can I have your Adelaide Oval car park if you don't pull through? <laughs> That's from Caesar. Very humorous. Uh, four o'clock news coming up. Three minutes past four on a wet Wednesday afternoon. Kimba on the roots with you. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Trade radio updates. Thanks to CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Time to welcome Matt Rendell. Hello, Matthew. No, he's not there, Kim. No, ooh. I'm just waiting to link up with that famous phone oh. of Matt Rendell, which would have been running hot in Nice all about hours. timing. I needed the cough again. Um, mm. Look, I can let everyone know that Paul Bonds is on his way in because um, during the ad, uh, and we have done a pre-recorded interview with Ange Foley, which we did at uh, about three o'clock today. So and Ben Williams, who uh, manages a lot of the superstars of the game now, married mm. to uh, a very near and dear friend of mine, and Benny's a good friend as well, but Jade Robran. Yes. And uh, I've seen Jade naked. But Oh, I'm glad you cleaned that yeah, up. There were, Rodney Robbins, uh, yes, I her know. daughter, I just thought who was a captain of the you, club. Did you have an awkward moment where you opened a door that you shouldn't? Uh, no, 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 no. Love her, love her dearly, little Jado. Uh, this was Benny Boy on uh, did Jason Horn Francis find it hard to settle in at North Melbourne this year? Yeah, it was pretty hard for him, obviously. Um, moving away into state uh, for the first time as an 18-year-old, that's tough for all the kids, but he's obviously arrived at the club when they weren't probably, um, yeah, they were going through quite a lot of things and obviously with everything that happened with David David Noble and obviously uh, Jace had a lot of steep learning curves throughout the year and dealing with what was happening at the club and what was happening with him. So, yeah, it was very hard for him to settle, yes. Mm. Wow. Cow noise. Indeed. Mm. We've heard this again and again about how difficult it was for him to settle at North Melbourne and then the uncertainty that was coming with... Will Alistair Clarkson be there or not? Yeah. Well, I think it's good just to hear from the manager and let it, instead of it being hearsay, uh, this is also Big Big Benny talking about the relief of the signing at Port. Yeah, he's very relieved and, and very happy. Obviously, it's been well reported that it's been a pretty turbulent year for him and, and North Melbourne and um, obviously decided that he wanted to come home. And once we got the trade done, obviously, he's um, yeah quite happy and relieved and, yeah, obviously training and working hard already to try to make a, a, a better year in a better year for him in 2023. Now, Ben was on SEN Breakfast this morning with Gary and Bucks. And he was asked the question, did he let his emotions get the better of him this season? Yeah, he's obviously an emotive guy and a very intense guy and, and wants the best out of himself and wants the best out of the environment that he's in, um, yeah, so he, he obviously doesn't really hide his emotions and he, he, he lets it all go and he obviously did that a couple of times throughout the year and, yeah, so he's he, he's obviously, um, yeah, got, got to work on that and he says that, but as he said yesterday himself, he's a 19-year-old player and he's got a lot to learn mm. and, and I had a lot to learn when I was a 19-year-old as well, so... He's trying to make himself be, be better and obviously wants to be a better footballer and, and contribute to Port Adelaide, to obviously for them having some success and him having some success as well. Okay, Kim, let's deal with this one because Kane Corns has been very strong on the issue of contracts. He's 19. He hasn't even completed his first contract, which is stipulated it must be two years once mm. you enter the draft. 
Loading on five more onto that, is that a bit rich or is that what you're going to have to just deal with the fact you're getting a number one draft pick out of another club, even though he was walking five years added on to that original two-year contract? Well, let's get someone to answer that that's far more qualified than me. And he made that point very clear yesterday when I wasn't there to defend myself, Rich, the big fella. I tell you, when I'm on my deathbed... Hello, and Matt! And he just hit me with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Hello, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> You do sound like you're on your deathbed. Oh, listen like, to this, Matt. <laughs> oh, no, nah, come on. Let's play it. Let's play what was said yesterday. Hi, it's Reach here. List guru Matt Randell says Kim Dillon is soft. Oh, my God. Well, you can only keep telling him. I mean, he thinks he's a genius, but he's, he's a long way off it. He's stick to co-hosting and stop trying to analyse. He comes in at 2.30 every day and finishes at 6 and gets home for dinner at 6.30. He's doing it tough. Belfers in one hand and your team's colours in the other. <laughs> Belfers up to the I take my hat off to you, Kimbo, because you're a Trojan. You sound like you are on your deathbed. You won't last. And you throw it up to work. You won't and last. And now you'll make roots cook now. Oh, well, I know. Uh, no, look, there's nothing where I was saying during the ad break. Uh, uh, God love uh, KG. I worked with him for ne- many years. He would never, yeah. ever have a sickie because he's always paranoid that yeah. someone would replace him. But there's sometimes it's better <laughs> better, better not to be heard than to be heard. So i got Paul Bonza <laughs> coming in again because uh, every 30 seconds I'm, I'm coughing. And thanks and, for your concern, uh, Matt, because you're right. Ooh. I could go <laughs> down like a... Very quickly. Exactly. Well, no, well, I've had antibiotics and I've been rat tested and, uh, yeah, it's just damn hard to shake. But I'm not the only person that's had the dreaded Logie. There's a few. Okay. Oh, I've actually should have won a few Logies as well. But uh, we, we, <coughs> we digress. Hey, um, yep. Matty, let's just jump into a few of the things that have been uh, happening mm. because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, the Ollie Henry deal, can we talk about that? What happens when you get to a stage when a player says, I'm not playing for anyone else but Geelong? yet the club's not happy with the offer that's been given. It's, I tell you what, it's rare that a player says he's going to the draft. I, I can't remember the last time someone said that. Um, gee, it might have even been back to Nick Stevens at Port Adelaide. Uh, oh, I don't think I, he said it. I think Port Adelaide said it, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, Port Adelaide said it. Yeah, you can go to the draft. And, and this um, one's even more pointed, whereby mm. Ollie Henry's saying, I'm going to the draft and I'm telling everyone, don't pick me. But all the list managers um, are saying that uh, uh, b- b- beware, uh, yeah. not interested, because they know that he's uh, not yeah. going to go there. Well, that's tampering with the draft by telling wow. people that you, that you nominate for the draft, you nominate for the draft, and you tell them clubs not to pick you. Well, there's now, been a fair do do few it. that have done it over years, Matt. No, we no, know they say, look, don't, don't pick me because it's not in your best interest to pick yeah, me. Yeah, but they don't, they don't tell everyone. Oh, there's been a the few club. that have told them in the interviews. Yes, that's right, in the interviews. But as he, as he said... No, he hasn't, he hasn't gone and put no. it out on a billboard. But you know how it works. Well, I can't. You know how it works. You know how the yeah. managers, when they get the call, listen, I uh, um, appreciate your interest, but you ought to know this. You know, so my, my information is he was really happy there. So oh, well. I reckon this is, a, this is a ploy by the manager yeah. to put pressure on Collingwood no. and Geelong to a certain extent to get him out. How bad do you, how bad do you want him, Geelong? And... Um, mm. Um, I don't know. I 
if I'm Collingwood, I'm waiting till the last minute and call, trying to call their bluff. Okay. Matty, one thing mm. we've been on the same page with, that's the Rory Lobb. No matter what Frio's been saying, we're saying it's just a big bluff. But that deal has to happen for Josh Dunkley's deal to, has, to happen, doesn't it? Well, I'm thinking that, no, that Josh Dunkley goes first and then the Lobb because the yeah. 21 yeah. that they'll need uh, probably goes for Lobb. And it, it's probably... Bulldogs don't want to give up that 21 if they get that for Dunkley in their Brisbane's first round next year. But they might get Frio's 44 back. Now, I don't know if that's in their Amira deal now, which has made that a bit messy. So they've got 44 there. I thought 21 and 44 back might be pretty good for Lobb. So at this point, if, Brisbane is saying they're putting 21 and a future first on the table for Dunkley. Yes. Now, if that goes to the Western Bulldogs, is that enough to satisfy Fremantle for Lobb? No, well, I think um, they'll want something back. Um, yeah. Bulldogs will say 21's a bit too high for a 30-year-old. Key forward, although yeah. he's in good form, got a year to go. That's what I'm saying. They'll, they'll probably want Frio's 44 back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll probably get it done. And the other interesting one to talk about, clubs blinking. Who's going to blink first, Port Adelaide or Geelong on Radagalia? Um. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Look, Port, Port haven't got anything bar 33, have they? No, but they've got Futures, and that's what Geelong's after. Uh, well, they're after Future second, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Or Future first. No, you're not putting a Future first on the table. No, of course not. No. Future second, I'll give up. Yeah, give you up would give up a Future second. Every day second. Of the week. Really? Absolutely. Well, 33 okay. actually better than the Future. Could be better than the Future second. Well, that's what I was or, confused or about. be around them. Mm, okay. Mm. So, right. so what, why? Well, uh, assume they're in the top four. So I've got them in the top four next year. Assume they've picked 14. Their future second will be 32. Yep. If they finish four. Yeah, gotcha. And they're, and they're giving up 33. So I don't care which one it is. One of them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so why might... are they so pedantic about saying they want a future second I've round? got no idea. And well, do, do they, they, look, want, they, they, look, they like that draft They want to better? get into the draft. Yeah. yeah can they, I, can like I put it another way, Matt? Can they all an, like the draft better. Can I put it another way? Rank these three players. Radagalia, Finlayson, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Uh, I would have gone Aaliyah, Aaliyah, yeah. Finlayson, Radagalia. Right. Mm-hmm. And for Finlayson and Aaliyah, Aaliyah, they only gave up one draft pick. So why should they give up two for Radagalia? Well, what a, no, not two. They're not two. They're giving up either the future. their futures. No, but they Geelong want, saying 33 and future. Oh, no, 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 well, you know what they've done a big deal. They've done big deals this year. They've, if they get radical A, they've fixed up three areas they need to fix up. It's been mm. outstanding, and and they've got the best player, best junior in the country, or second best maybe behind Dacos. So uh, they should be happy with it. Stop getting too greedy. Okay. Hey, yeah. Maddie, uh, we were a little bit. Well, I'll speak for myself. I was a little blindsided. The Josh Shackey deal, Western Bulldogs to Melbourne. Well, Had you heard about that? Oh, no, I saw. I saw a thing on the on the news about it, and I thought, um, "Where's that come from? Is that that's come really late?" So they've lost Wiedemann, and they get Shacky. Yeah. So we, um, we we posed the question before, uh, depending which club you're in charge of, which who would you rather, Wiedemann or Shacky? 
wait a bit. Mm, that's my feeling as well. Well, Josh, I know he's he's played forward and back, but um, Weed's a, I think Weed's a better player. He's more of a he's more of a natural goal kicker. That's mm. for sure. And well, what's no, I don't think they're going to play Shaky down back. And uh, Jager O'Meara has nominated going to Frio. Yes. Those wide expanses of Perth Stadium there to highlight his leg speed. Not? Um, <laughs> not, yeah. But they <laughs> replaces... Oh, God. Yes. Replaces Monday. Yes. Replaces Monday. Uh, they'll get him cheap. They don't have to pay all his wage, if any. Well, they'll pay, have to pay some of it. Um, he gets to go home. He gets another longer contract. He had one year to go. Um and he really helps in the midfield because they shared a big load, that Sarong and Brayshaw, this year. They did a super job. And they haven't got much depth there, considering Fife hardly played all year either. OK. Well, Matty... It's all coming to a big conclusion at 7 o'clock tonight. Yeah, and I can't wait yep. for a deal to be done at five minutes to seven when, when Matt Crouch goes to another no, club that because they recognise his talent. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll come back off my deathbed to have a crack at you. Love your work, Matty. Uh, thank you. OK, fellas. Chat again Thanks, to you tomorrow Matt. to wrap everything up. Need to go to a break, Rooch, 4.17. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 21, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, it is in stock now. Ange Foley coming up after 4.30. We pre-recorded Ange a little bit earlier today, around 3 o'clock. She's always a lovely chat. And Daniel Churney. Daniel Churney from Code Sport will be bringing us an update on the last-minute manoeuvrings at the AFL trade period where it appears now that after we've had the mega trade with Rioli and Jason Horn Francis and four clubs with North Melbourne, Port Adelaide and West Coast, we're going to get another one with Fremantle, Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs, Brisbane, Rory Lobb, Jaeger O'Meara, Josh Dunkley. Stay tuned. And it'll all get done, Root. And that's why Channel 7 is having a show on the last half hour. And will Matt Crouch be the surprise at the end? I doubt it. Five to seven, that one will come through. (laughs) Stack of texts coming through. Uh, I I, I won't be here, Tassie's not in the league yet. Uh, This text, I mentioned Rodney Robberan before, who's my captain at North Adelaide, along with uh, the late and great Barry Stringer. Ah, yes. Kimbo, you'd never meet a nicer man than Rodney Robran. I yep. agree with that. I was on a golf trip with Rocket in the mid-north last year. He is a beautiful human. Uh, get better, Kimbo. That's from Bezzy from Largs Bay. I agree with you, Bezzy. He's a, a good man. All he does is smile and laugh. He has this really weird yeah. laugh where he goes... <laughs> you'd have to meet him. It Had a coffee f- with Barry Robran yesterday. Baz, did you? And My his, old coach. His remarks about Barry Stringer saying a player who's impact on the field, particularly in marking contests, mm. was never fully appreciated by fans, media, etc., etc. Spectacular mark and uh, could do it under the most unnatural circumstances. Yeah, uh, a la Jeremy Howe. Yeah. yeah. But obviously he did it on the wing. Mm. Stack of other so that's the point he was making. That Mike, you remember Mike Patterson, the Swamp Fox? Yeah. North Adelaide's Premiership Cup, 71-72. Would tell the defenders when it really got under pressure, just go long to Barry Rope. Barry Stringer on the wing, 
guaranteed he'll mark. Yeah, rangy, brawny, yeah. Uh, in a one-on-one, rarely beaten. What, uh, what age did he die? He died far too young. Didn't he? he did. Um, oh, look, I went to his funeral. We yeah. had it at Spalding. That's and, right, uh, yes. We, we went in there to um, farewell him at the, mm. the local, the Spalding pub. If anyone's ever been there, it's not very large. So everyone was just spilled out onto the road. And uh, as happens at all funerals, Rooch, we all stood there and said, the one man that should be here. He's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always worked They're out in spirit, way. though. Yeah. Uh, here's a text. Surely no club is going to draft Ollie Henry without doing their due diligence uh, yeah, in terms exactly. of a medical. Medical. Oh, that's not thought, Lewis. Yeah. 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 Um, Port should give Geelong's next year's second rounder and use pick 33 to draft Van S as a young key defender. Okay. All right. All right. That's from, Louis. That plays. Uh, that's from Louis as well. Um, we'll get put your egos that. away and uh, talk football. I don't know who that's from. Get a sense of humour mm. um, or a life, politely. Actually, we'll um, be doing that in the next month, looking at all the great draft prospects, particularly here in South Australia. Get all the experts on to tell us who's going to be the early picks, who's developed well through the draft combines, etc. Uh, another quick text here. The first thing Port need to do is... Rain in his ego. Oh, they're talking about the young fella there. Can't believe everything you read, but we'll watch with great interest. He'll be under the microscope. There's no doubt about that. It's 25 past four. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 4.31, we're live, well, just uh, from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Uh, Ange Foley coming up after 4.30. We pre-recorded that interview around 3 o'clock today. Daniel Cherney will join us at 5 o'clock to take us through the last two hours, what's expected of the AFL draft. He's from Code Sports. And uh, after the Ange Foley interview, Paul Bonzer has stepped into the studio. Uh, apologies for all the coughing. It seemed like a good idea at the time, Roach, but uh, I'm going to bow out. You made the effort, Kim, so we appreciate that, but it's best that you go and rest up and be ready for tomorrow. Beautifully said, Roach. Let's go to the news. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Just after 4.30, Kimbo and the Roots with you. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Time to talk AFLW with one of our favourites. She's the vice-captain of the Port Adelaide Football Club. They went down by 14, no, 13 points to the Hawks last week. Roach, I watched it on my deathbed. I got a bit angry in the last quarter. They lost all shape four to the ball. One goal ten, Kim. I know. One goal ten. As we welcome Won every category they needed to but the scoreboard. Yes, it's not the first club that's done that. Ange Foley joins us now. Ange, was it frustrating for you? Um, Yeah, I mean, one goal ten is frustrating, I suppose. Um, And then after the game, I suppose we were frustrated because it was probably one that was in our reach that we let go. Um, And so, yeah, there's an element of frustration. Um, Yeah, just inaccurate. I mean, the positive is that we had 11 scoring shots and just didn't make the most of it, I suppose. Um, So we're generating those opportunities, which is a really positive thing. Um, We've just got to make sure we, um, you know, take advantage of them going forward and 
turn it into goals for us, I suppose. And the energy and commitment has been huge, and that was there again. There were plenty of opportunities. But I mentioned late in that last quarter the amount of times you went forward and just bombed the football. Yeah. Was that addressed post-game? Uh, it was. You know, that was probably on the opportunities piece. Yeah. Um, we have – last night we trained um, forward entry, of course. Um, it is an area of our game that we're probably not too happy with at the moment. Um, you know, but our forwards, to be honest, when I looked up, you know, there's heaps mm. of movement, which is what we've been working on. Um, Britt Perry's come into the side over the last sort of four weeks and providing, Aaron again's providing as well. But we, you know, we miss the likes of Jem, who's back on the training track this week, um, which is awesome signs for us. Jay DeMallo's been out for the last couple of weeks as well. So they're two pretty key forwards for us. We get those two girls back in the side and, you know, those 10 points turn into 10 goals and, um, you know, it's a different ball game. So you're home on Saturday, 12.40 start at Albert and Oval against the North Melbourne side that's known for its defence. How yeah. confident are you that Gemma Houghton gets through training on Thursday night mm. and we will line up in your attack so you've got a genuine target to work through this barrier that North Melbourne puts up? Yeah, well, Jen's been working really hard. Um, she's never had an injury before, and I know what that's like. Coming back from my knee or just my knee injury was one of my only injuries as well, and she's taken it really well, and her rehab's been really quick and really awesome. She's athletic, um, so she's done all the right things, and um, she's back maybe earlier than expected, mm. but moving really well, which is the most important thing. As I said, she trained last night. She'll train again Thursday. If she gets through it, she might be up for selection. So that's super exciting for us. And just having her in the team even just boosts us in general in terms of our morale. And, um, you know, it's nice to look up and have Gemma Houghton in the forward line um, running at you. She's quick. She provides exactly. heaps of energy and it'll be awesome. Now, talking of quick, please take this as a compliment. You are moving and look quicker and more creative than you've ever been. You are up and about at the moment. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I feel, I feel yeah. a little bit like that. Um, yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel great. Um, I'm really enjoying my footy. I'm enjoying the challenge mm. um, that we've got here at, at Port. It's a reason why I came across. Um, you know, I hope I can help, you know, lead from the front in terms of performance and also leadership. Um, I feel great. My knee feels great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just really enjoying it and loving it at Port. And um, I suppose that just in turn makes you perform well. And that's just how I feel. So I'm glad it looks like that. No, it certainly does. You're playing with great energy. Yeah. What's it like coming from a winning program to a side that is finding it a little bit tough? You're having a crack, but uh, you haven't experienced yeah. that before. Yeah, no, I haven't. It's definitely different, um, you know, but I, as I said, like, I'm absolutely enjoying the challenge of it. Um, you know, it, it, it is, you know, you always want to go out and you want to win games. And um, to be honest, I think it spurs me on a little bit more. And, um, you know, as I said, like, I am getting the best out of my footy at the moment. And, you know, if I potentially were at the Crows and, you know, getting the wins and going through the motions still, maybe that wouldn't be the case for me personally. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I feel great here at Port and, you know, maybe not getting the wins, but personally, um, you know, I've taken my game to the next level and hopefully I can continue that um, and, yeah, just, just keep going and, and helping to build this program. And just one win, one draw, four losses. Do you feel you've been rewarded for all the effort, like Kim's pointed out? And then secondly, what do you, what do you think you've really nailed down in your first seven games? 
Yeah, um, have we been rewarded um, in patches? I think we have, honestly. Um, you know, we talk about this group being like, um, you know, sponges. They just want to learn and learn from what happens on the weekend and put it into training and, and just get better. And I think the reward is in that more so than getting the wins on the board for us at this stage. Um, like, you know, we spoke about um, what we need to get better at from Hawthorne's game and, you know, honestly, we could get it going to our show now with three yeah. weeks to go and just go, oh, well, we're losing. But the energy at training last night um, and the, the, the way we were training and what we were executing just, you know, straight away on a Tuesday night um, was awesome. And we got around each other and just continued mm. to build. And, you know, that's the reward for us at the moment, which which I love. I love being a part of it. It's great. And your coach, Lauren Arnell, put on the agenda last week that professionalism is not just about what you do on match day, but during the week. You've come from an extremely good program at Adelaide. What are you seeing among your Port Adelaide teammates that says that penny's dropping, that they've got to be very professional during the week to be very good at weekends? Yeah, I think it's learning. I think it's um, learning about what you could do, um, whether it's during the week, whether it's while you're at home, whether it's um, catching up with coaches, um, you know, catching up with strength and conditioning guys or whatever it is. I think it's um, that element of the game that is, um, you know, education for these girls that have, have not been in a program like it before. Um, and so it's watching vision, it's understanding where you need to be, when you need to be. And if you're not, here's the vision of you're not doing it and here's where we need you to be. And so it's all that kind of nutrition and, and strength and conditioning, as I mentioned, um, that's the professionalism side of off the field that um, in turn can help us on the field, um, which is what, what we're trying to develop as well um, in this young group. And we know it's only a 10-game season, but there's only three games to go. Do you find yourself feeling, my goodness, it's nearly gone? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. We've probably been together like 18 weeks total or something ridiculous like that. Mm. Um, you know, we've, play, we've played seven games of footy together um, and in three weeks' time it's going to be off-season mm. <laughs> when it doesn't really feel like it's been on yet. So, um, yeah, it's, it's super quick. Um, but I suppose that's just the reality of what happened this year in the AFL throwing in four new teams and, a, and another competition in the same year. Um, we had a meeting with the Players Association last night and it was oh, great to, yep. um, you know, just, just speak to them about, you know, where this competition's going and what we'd like to see. Mm. And, um, you know, that's growth, obviously. Um, you know, the girls are chomping at the bit to be full-time. Um, I think it's a, um, you know, work in progress um, as it has been over the last seven seasons and the AFL has done a great job. So, um, you know, what, what next year looks like, we're just... I suppose for me, I'm looking forward to a little off-season because it feels like it's been forever, um, two seasons in one. But, um, you know, looking forward to yeah next year and what the AFL have got in store for us. And just on all that, it's, it's Pride Round this weekend and Port Adelaide's developed a Pride Guernsey, which you'll wear at Albert and Oval. But I'm, I'm curious, how much of your pride was actually hurt when you read a, a noted columnist like Steve Price in Sydney saying the AFLW is virtually not worth watching. You're better off going and watching schoolboys play during the weekend. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I, I, I heard about it on the grapevine, but I choose to not really, um, I suppose, listen to that sort of stuff. I think um, as, a, as a 
professional in this game and trying to play and, you know, train and, and go out in the park and do your best thing every weekend. Um, I think listening and trying to debate or for or against or whatever it is with these um, kinds of things only just kind of puts a negative sort of um, thought into your mind, I suppose. So for me, I didn't really listen much about the story. Um, it didn't sound great. It's not a um, great thing for us, but honestly, there's so much positive so many positive things happening in the AFLW space that I think it's probably more energy um, directed towards those things I think for you, me um, is a better way to go. Yeah, I think your coach got it in one. Uh, not worth wasting oxygen on. you played more AFL games than yeah. he has anyway. End of story. Yeah. Uh, the game gets underway on Saturday at 12.40. Sunday? Uh, Sunday. Saturday. Oh, I, know. I said Saturday. Saving, Saturday. saving you a seat. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. If, you, if you're going to be up and fit for it. Well, I've only come in for this interview, Roach. I'll tell you, I'm off oh, the deathbed. Uh, against North Melbourne, who need to win to a guaranteed playing final. So it should be a cracker. We wish you all the very best, Ange. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on again. There we go, Ange Folder, one of our favourites. Uh, mm. Root, she's playing really she is. good football. She's, she's playing, playing with a, what is it, verve and a zest. And a great deal of versatility as well. Yeah. Great bit of leadership. She's the Miss, miss Fix-It now. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Unfortunately, there's a fair few things that needed to be fixed. Over the weekend, they just couldn't get someone to score. Couldn't aim at someone. I know. They did lose shape in that last quarter. The desperation was there, the ability to win the ball, but they just kept turning it over. We're live and interactive. You can have your say, 0427154166. We need to go to a break because I have to blow my nose. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Well, welcome back. Yet again, there is Paul Bonser here. Paul. I'm doing my best. This is extraordinary. I, I feel like as if I'm in the third quarter of an epic grand final. <laughs> the Medi sub has been called. Paul Bonza. Hang on, on a sec. I've got a bit Kim of a Dillon. cough. I've got a bit of a cough. No, no, no don't, I've Glenn tweeted everything. Seriously, so. I think you've done it a bit too much. Actually. Yeah, probably. The, the last time that happened. The smell of melon. Uh, last, oh, yeah. Paul, the last time that happened, I need an oxygen mask to finish the show because Kim. Spray yes. that about. Yes. Sadly, Kim Dillon has left us. Yeah, he's not very well. He's actually at going all. via a pharmacist to get more medications. Yes. Good effort. Good it was, effort it was to a good turn effort. Up, tried his best. Great effort by you, Paul, to just well, rush away from where you were. Yeah, yeah. How are the, how's the well, things at Basketball Central? Uh, uh, that's okay, but that's not. I, I was sort of around, hanging around there, but I was in my real job. But that's that's okay. <laughs> I, I I come back and uh, it's fine. But we are here what, what in. Are you, what are you telling me? This is not your Studio real job? Lumo. Studio Lumo. Yes. Studio Lumo. They say that's where we are. Um, oh, look, no, he sounded horrible. I yep. was listening, and I thought no, it yeah, was a great effort. Yeah, it was a great effort. So yeah, great uh, effort on your part, too. Kimbo. Get back. So we are now two hours, seven minutes and 20 seconds away from the curtain being drawn on the 2022 AFL trade period. Yes. Locally, Adelaide appears done and dusted. Got their man, Isaac Rankin, strategic list management plan there. Don't expect Matt Crouch to be going anywhere. Port Adelaide is in this little blinking game with Geelong as to how Asaba Ratagalia 
moves as a contracted player. That's the other bit that needs to be pointed out here. That's why when we were talking to Matt Rendell earlier, I was a little taken aback. I thought Geelong was wanting more simply because they're recognising it's also a contracted player. So it will hmm. be Port's pick 33. The other one they have is 60, which is – that's not even steak knives. And they have futures for next year, which would be a future second that would be required with uh, Radagalia. Scott Lucas manages – Sava and had this update as to what is going on as this trade deadline looms on Port Adelaide's play to get some support in defence and in ruck. Look, you're right. Uh, that, that's where it sits at the moment. Geelong would like uh, more. Port Adelaide don't have a lot more at the moment that's of value to Geelong. But with other clubs, if you look at how the, the Horn Francis deal was unlocked with West Coast and um, and North Melbourne and Port all working together and the Giants as well. There's that opportunity that we're always, well, Port are always looking at, Geelong are potentially looking at, and, and we are on behalf of the player because our job is to do the best we can to facilitate the trade that he would like and have it work for both clubs. So what is it going to be? Is it case of Port Adelaide just keep putting 33 on the table and Geelong eventually say... Okay, look, we've had a pretty good trade period. We've locked in a fair bit of stuff that works. We're going to have a player who doesn't want to be here. We'll sign the paperwork. Or do they dig in and say, no, you haven't satisfied us. And Asava, you can learn the lesson that Tim Kelly did. I have a little theory. We want to keep it play, we do. I have a little theory that maybe a certain TV station media body is just hanging on to that trade just for a second Mm. so it can go live later in the evening. I thought it's a headline one. No, but it's still oh, part be, of the drama. Might be part oh, of the drama. Yes. So maybe, maybe, maybe the handshake's been done, but they just haven't signed on the dotted line because they're just waiting for. Uh, we did have a to release that on Media Street. Yeah, we had a lockout until three Melbourne time, two thirty our hmm. time, and now they're back in action, and we've seen a few trades move through. Big one that everyone is waiting for is Josh Dunkley. Rory Lobb gets loaded into that because whatever the Western Bulldogs get from Brisbane then can go to Fremantle to get Rory Lobb to go to the Western Bulldogs. That surely gets done, doesn't it? Uh, well, that's another... 21 in the future first. Well, the Western Bulldogs have to factor this in. If they don't take it, yes, sure, Josh Dunkley can go through the pre-season draft where the Bulldogs could call him, quite hmm. happily call him. But... Second time round, Josh Dunkley, after the failure with the Essendon trade a couple of years ago. Maybe you just call it quits. 21 future, say, okay. I know it. people are drawing comparisons with recent trades of similar players. There's never a, a trade that's equal to another trade. Circumstances no. change, trade period after trade period, draft concepts after draft concepts. That's why this issue about why clubs are so keen to get into the future market, it's a bit like the stock exchange, isn't it, Paul? It is a little bit. Is more and more fascinating. David Noble, who had a fair bit to do with the rules when he was on a working party for the AFL. He was at the Adelaide Footy Club at the time. When the old free agency, future picks and so forth were put on the table. He had this to say about trading of future draft picks. Certainly, uh, we talked a lot at a, the two or three different clubs I've been at in picking up that asset and just holding that asset. So mm. if he doesn't play, that's fine. We'll trade you out the next year. Yep. So, I mean, I'd always try to look at it as a business. If it was your own money invested, you'd be going, well, we'll take that asset, we'll put it in, in stock, and the following year we'll get something for it.
Never thought football would be spoken about like stock exchange, but it's happening. <laughs> it is happening. It is. And, and now there's massive gambles here. Like, do you hold on to a player and then find that he uses free agency? Do you do the deal and say, okay, let's load up with future draft picks because it's going to help us rebalance the list eventually? I no truly, wonder these guys it, it, are working years it is, in advance. Yeah, it is, and, and that's it. It's all looking to the salary future. Cap? About, salary cap is a very important part of all of this. Mm. And you just wonder if that's another one. They're just, just hang on to to build the drama. And Part of that drama at after the moment. After 6 o'clock. Cal Toomey, who was the one who told the world first up that Jason Orr Francis would be on his way to Port Adelaide. Yes. That was the draft eve shock of this. Sorry, the trade eve shock of this period. He's now indicating that St Kilda is prepared to put together pick nine and Hunter Clark and send him to North Melbourne for their pick three. So after North Melbourne are say they wanted two and three so they could have two of the three kids they've had identified for November's national draft, if they unload pick three now for nine and Hunter Clark, I'd, I'd, I'll be intrigued what David King says because he has been so hot on North Melbourne saying they've dudded themselves in this trade period. Yes. He would go ballistic on that, surely. Yeah, I'm not sure I like that. Is that, is that, a, is that an indication to get Alistair Clarkson just wants ready-made players again? That's, that's got a feel of Alistair Clarkson on that one. It does a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Does. Have you noticed that everyone's now looking at Hawthorne's list to see all the recruits that Alistair Clarkson brought in and all the ones that Sam Mitchell is pushing out? Not yes. much left. Not Tom much. Mitchell goes, as expected, from Hawthorne Correct. to Collingwood with yep. that salary cap. Um, moment. Now we've got O'Meara as well. What happens to Chad Wingard, Jarman Impey? Do they? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, would, they, would, Jarman, they have, would they have one season? I wouldn't be surprised. Jarman Impey following Alistair Clarkson and North Melbourne eventually. Yeah. Chad Wingard. Yeah, maybe maybe interesting not one. this season, but yeah, yeah, maybe the maybe the season after. Just got a tweet in as well from um, Lockie. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, SMS, not a tweet. Um, Roach, what's the word on Newchurch and Borlays who are contracted for the Crows? Um, if they're they, contracted, Adelaide If, if they don't recontract them, will Port come in and steal Borlays? Because he has those Port ties. Uh, I don't imagine Borlays will finish up at Port Adelaide. Newchurch is an interesting one. Hmm. But this is all part of the great list management decisions we're waiting for Adelaide once this trade period ends. So at this point, Rankin in Frampton out, balances out. So at this point, they've delisted Luke Brown. Who else did they delist? I forgot now. It's not coming to mind. Didn't um, they fare well another player recently? They've still got Paul Seedsman to make a decision on. It, it slips after a while, doesn't it, Paul? We just spoke about it. In the, in the ad yeah. break and now it's gone. Uh, yes, Luke Brown was one. Who was the other one that they cut earlier this, in this period? Anyway. They'll, they'll at least have to make one more. Yes. So that'll be the interesting And then the speculation on James Rowe. Does he still fit on the list? Will he go to the rookie list? Particularly once you've got Shelley Rankin in there as well. Interesting how Wayne Miller plays next year as well. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a break and ponder all that. And then after the break, uh, Daniel Cherney will be with us here on Kimbo on the Roach. I'm still a fool. Welcome back to the run home with Kimbo on the Roach. Paul Bonzer is filled in the seat. Kimbo went home sick. He sounded You are the genuine Medi-Sub. 
I am the Medi sub. I've taken the vest off, and uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I might get it back on soon <laughs> as well. Uh, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, all-wheel drive, and we are coming to you live from Studio Lumo SA. Are you big on Twitter? Uh, not huge, but I'm on there. Our next guest is very, very huge on Twitter. Very humorous as well. He is. Daniel Cherney, welcome to The Run Home. Uh, good to be with you, Paul and Rich. Very, very kind phrase from you, Rich. <laughs> Daniel, some of your work on Twitter is amazing. And is your work with Code Sport for News Corp. I dare say at some stage you're going to have to be part of what is the usual routine at the end of the trade period, the winners and the losers. At this point, who do you think's the winner of this trade period? I'm always very hesitant to talk about winners, um, you know, away while something's going on and B, while um, yeah. you know, we don't know how it's all going to pan out. But, I will, you know, having said that, I think uh, Port Adelaide, probably the big winners. I mean, they've managed to bring in the two players they wanted to get, or two at least, and it's mm. quite possibly a third. But we wait and see with the Sava Radigalia. But I think when you look at that four-way trade, which will be what we remember from this trade period, I think they are clear winners. They've sort of, you know, they have so much young talent on the list already. Um, they've brought in... Um, uh, you know, clearly an outstanding young talent and, and, a, and a, an older talent in, in Rioli and um, didn't give away too much draft capital, managed to keep yeah. all their young stars. So I think they're probably the, the winners for mine, but um, again, you know, with the usual caveat. So we're looking at a 7pm deadline Adelaide time and the most interesting name on the list of trades still waiting to be finished, simply because of what happened to him last time is Josh Duncan. Who, who's going to mm, yeah. who's going to blink here? Because time's running out. You would hate to see Josh Dunkley be left stranded for the second time when he sort of trade. So is Brisbane going to have yeah. enough to satisfy the Western Bulldogs, or do the Western Bulldogs actually call the bluff and say, "Josh, you're going to the preseason draft, and that's where they can pick him again"? Yeah, it's a really good question, Rich. Uh, look, my gut feel is that he will be a Brisbane Lions player by deadline. Um, just because a purely pure pragmatism from on everyone's behalf is just not. I just don't think there's enough incentive for the light, for the dogs to let him walk, and that they will end up striking middle ground. There've been there've been reports that uh, that one of the uh, that one of the draft picks that have to go back as part of a potential Dunkley uh, uh, Brisbane Dogs deal is now off the table. So that mm. that, um, that Brisbane are sort of gradually coming to the party. So I think they probably will find a middle ground. Uh, and and get there. Just, just I mean, the the other element here too is that uh, the dogs are hoping to bring in Rory Lobb, and you know I think that'll be easier if they can get Josh Dunkley, um, you know, Josh Dunkley done. So I suspect it probably happened. But the Bulldogs have, spoke, have talked up a big game. Mm. This whole process, they they're adamant that they have gone to their board and that this um, they have board approval to let him let him walk to the preseason draft. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I just can't quite see it happening. So, Dan, we've got a fair few dominoes that need to fall. Dunkley, Lobb, O'Meara, Mitchell. Which one's the stickiest, the one that could, by 7 o'clock, still be standing and everyone will say, how did that deal not happen? Uh, uh, my gut feels the one that's stickiest may be Ollie Henry, actually, mm. uh, of, of all of them. Um, which is funny because he's sort of he, he's uh, he's out of contract, which is generally the ones that, that do get done. But um, you know, Collingwood 
not budging uh, that they won't accept Geelong's sort of seemingly final offer of 25. Now, there is scope that that could improve if Radigalia gets moved yep. to Port Adelaide. Which helps or, Port or then, somehow, doesn't it? Coop, or, yeah, Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's a good point. And Cooper Stevens potentially moving to Hawthorne as well may be a factor. So I think that one, and in terms of the order of the ones that I think are least likely to get done, I'd say it's that one, then then Dunkley, um, you know, the, the, sort of the ones you mentioned. Uh, I think, I suspect O'Meara, uh, Lob, even that just like Fremantle's very hardline stance from the outset, um, and, and Mitchell all get done. And then there's sort of a couple of others, maybe Lockie Hunter's an interesting one at this stage, potentially moving to Melbourne. That looks like it's still a live chance. Uh, Jeremy Sharp, you know, we're talking lesser lights here, but Jeremy Sharp maybe going to Fremantle looks in that, that deal is up in the air. But I think of the, of the well, probably not a huge um, ticket item South Australia, but it is here given it's a, it's a young Collingwood player potentially going to, to the reigning premiers. Um, and a first-round draft pick from a couple of years ago. I think Ollie yeah. Henry is um, is the one. Hunter Clark's just been rumoured to go to uh, North Melbourne for pick number three with getting nine back. Um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've seen those reports. That's interesting. I mean, I, this is this is one that I follow quite closely from um, and, and, in, and been quite interested in from from for weeks now um, since North North's interest in in, um, in Hunter Clark was first. Um, indicated, and it's been one where you're never quite sure who's actually been driving it. I think North have been interested in getting get him in for the right price, and I think Clark has been keen enough to get there. The Saints, I think, have been keen enough for it to happen as well, but again, it's all at the right price. Now, I, I suspect it won't happen. James Gallagher, the St Kilda list manager, has already spoken uh, about it, um, and, and thinks that Clark will remain a Saint. He sort of did his draft, uh, his deadline day um, press conference already, which is a bit of a quirk. Mm. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't completely... I think he probably stays, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think there's an element of chance for this one uh, right up until uh, 7.30. I, I won't completely believe that it's done. So, Dan, what have we learnt through this trade period? Everyone brings up some factor that tells us where the game is changing, and this one seems to have had the value of future draft picks. It's got a premium on them. But also the fact that a yeah. number one draft pick leaves a club after one year, not unusual in the sense it's not the first time it's happened, but what's this trade period delivered us? I think the biggest takeout from this draft period, uh, so this trade period, uh, look, I think the future draft pick is interesting. I think it generally shows that next year's draft seem to be a bit better than this year, yeah. you know, which can be the, can be the way. Um, but I think for mine, the biggest, um, biggest point here is, is the go-home factor. Uh, and, and the go-home factor prevailing and, and becoming a, a major issue in, in the game and one that's just in the last few days really probably been getting a bit more attention than it has previously. And Jason McCartney made some really interesting comments today on, on, on across various platforms about uh, the Giants' uh, head of football, that is, about um, them effectively having a different draft board. In the yeah. state club, non-Victorian clubs having a different draft board to the Victorian clubs, especially this year where most of the top talent is a Vic Metro kid yep. and seemed to be the bigger flight risk. And then, you know, on the same day, we saw Jason Horvantis, Isaac Rankin and Luke Jackson, all mm. top three draft picks from the last four years, all go back to their home states. But why has that, that happened, Dan, mm. when we can go through an era where Adam Cooney did not come back? Uh, yeah. James Aish has gone everywhere but play for an Adelaide <laughs> club. Um, 
And you can go through the list of, of players who, Simon Black, who never left Brisbane, admittedly, it was good reason not to leave the way they were going, but there was a generation there that said, I'm sticking with this club. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, my, my gut feel is that, I think it's twofold. I think there's, look, there's probably a, gen, a general, I don't know if it's entitlement, I, you know, I, I get players, right, you know, players have every right to, to ask for whatever, whatever they can get, you know, mm. if, if you think you can get it, you may as well ask, but um, there's probably a bit of entitlement. And I think there's just a push towards player power, which I think, you know what it is? I think it's a conflation of free, it's free agency coming in and that sort of confl- being conflated with players who are merely out of contract or even under contract. It's just because at one level players are free to choose their own destinations, it's just become easy. It's just become a general mindset that it's a lot easier to move clubs than perhaps it once was. So I think that's a, that's a fair part of it. But you, you make a very good point. All of those examples are all guys who you would have assumed would be, you know, likely, um, you know, candidates for the go-home factor a generation ago, 20, 20, you know, 15, 20, 25 years ago. But, uh, you know, that they stayed. I don't know if you'd go to Essendon in the end. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating one. Uh, maybe it's a generational thing that there's just a, um, the players are more, are more are keener to to be in their own comforts. They, they don't want to, if they can be, you know, they want to have a cake and eat it too, so to speak. Daniel, uh, just before you go, um, I'm a bit of a Hawthorne man, and Cooper Stevens, he was sort of touted as the replacement um, uh, for, um, now it's just my name. Ben McAvoy. No, 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 oh. the, the Geelong... Great, he's just retired. It's gone. Joel Selwood. Joel Selwood. There we go. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, will he get to the Mighty Hawks or not? Uh, not sure. I think I, I, my gut feel is yes, but I, 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 I don't know at this stage. I mean, it, it's still up in the air. It hasn't, it certainly hasn't gone through. Uh, I think if it sort of got to this point and hasn't been snuffed out, there's, there's always a pretty fair likelihood that it will happen. Um, and given uh, given sort of Geelong hands full um, with a couple of other things that may he may be collateral, but yeah, it would be handy to stick up for, for the Hawks. Who I think I think we're pretty annoyed that Jack Bowes chose Geelong um, in this era of equaliser. Well, it sounds like we've lost Daniel there. Oh His phone's dropped out, but uh, we do thank Daniel for joining us and uh, some interesting interesting times coming up in the next couple of hours. It's all, it's all going to extremely fall. nervous. Absolutely. They'll just be sitting by their phone waiting for that to ring and say the deal's done. Mm. All right. We might seven have... Seven o'clock deadline? For seven o'clock. Period. Seven o'clock and, and we've a got a deadline to an ad break. seven plus as well. Yeah. I'm wondering that, that's, I think that's a reason why some things are just held yeah, on for two second. Not surprised at all. All right. Uh, let's have a break. We'll be back. This is the uh, Run Home with Kimbo on the Reach. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Kimbo's gone home sick. He tried, but he just couldn't get there in the end. And this, we're all here Thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. And Daniel Cherney was on uh, just before the break and uh, his chat, his trade chat was thanks to CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Michelangelo, good what point. do you got for us? As Daniel made, we'll wait until all the dominoes have fallen or been left 
standing to work out who has been the winner and losers of this trade period. But I think he's pretty well nailed. There's yes three teams that would at this point be extremely happy with what they did: Port Adelaide, Richmond, Geelong. Correct. Uh, and who is the loser? Is always an interesting sort of debate that one as to which team lost. Didn't regain, are, didn't gain ground because you have, you can't stay still in this game. No, and there are some teams who chose not to play a big part in no. this in this trade period for exactly whatever reason. Now, I'm going to open a Pandora's box here. Fantastic. Won't involve the usual debate we have, <laughs> but today on social media, the Seven Network put up some options for the Tasmanian team, which we're still waiting to find out if the AFL approved Tasmania as the 19th entry to this national competition. Correct. What jumper would Tasmania wear? And one of the options was the traditional green, gold, yellow, red Tasmanian state jumper with the map of Tasmania front and central on it. I almost fell off my chair. I, I cannot understand why, and even some proud people who have been pushing the Tasmanian boat in this debate, quite willing to accept a club team which will be loaded with a heap of draftees, very little Tasmanian product in the team when it finally takes the field, wearing the Tasmanian state jumper. Can't happen. In I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it should yeah. happen. I, I, I think they should use the colours, though. I don't mind them using the colour. So, the same way Adelaide did with theirs, red, uh, gold and blue. And they changed the blue so it wasn't the same one as the state team. Correct. Blue. So jack jumpers in the NBL have come in. They're using the green and the gold as their Understandable. main colours. Yep. And, and there is, yeah, and I think they just need to use those colours, but they can't use the state jumper. I, I would hope that anyone who has represented Tasmania, and some of them, strangely, actually endorsing this, but I always thought anyone who's represented Tasmania and looks at what is going to be Tasmania in the AFL, or could more than likely have a Queensland captaining their very first AFL team. That's possible. I remember uh, one Nigel Smart trying to get a state jumper. That was for the Crows so to inappropriate. wear. Yeah, it was incredibly inappropriate. Got shut down pretty heads. And and people always say, "Oh, that was Port Adelaide." The first voices that spoke the loudest on that were non-Port Adelaide people. So Correct. There was no way players. they would tolerate. Well, there are some who were quite vocal in actually what they would do if they saw that stage jumper ever handed to a club. I, I just can't get over how there's even the thought that Tasmania would enter the AFL wearing a state jumper. I'm 100% behind you, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. But but some people, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm amazed that some people are still supporting that theory. Well, let's go with the with the state jumper. No, no. Design a new jumper. What, what you're also doing there is you're giving up on your state team. Correct. At a time when Correct. people say, we want origin back, we want representative footy. So what happens then? What happens in Correct. 10 years' time if, by, and let's hope it is, there's a, a decision that we are going to go back to a carnival system. Everyone's going to be represented. We'll find some way, like even if it is like, the Nations League in European football. We find some way to actually have state teams play. What happens then? You've got one team wearing the jumper in the AFL club competition and one wearing it in State of Origin? It, it can't happen. Well, 
at this point, there's a fair push no, to make it, can't it happen. happen. I, I, I would hope that the people running the new club in Tasmania would go, no, no, no. Inappropriate. Yes. Not right. We're going to form yes. our own identity, our own yes. heritage. Shows a lack of respect. Appreciate what Tasmania is. Yes. We'll honour it, but we will not disrespect the state jumper. Correct. I would hope you're right, Paul. Are you hey. here tomorrow? Oh, who knows? I've run out of draft picks and the trade period ends at seven. Who so knows? if you're in the chair, that's it. You're there. I'll tell you what you I am doing. Move you I'll on. tell you what I am doing tomorrow. Yes. 36ers are playing the Jack Jumpers and we are broadcasting it on SENSA tomorrow with the great man Rupert Sapwell. We'll be down there at the Entertainment Centre bringing you that tomorrow from 6.30 Adelaide time. Look forward to Can't it. Can't wait. All right. Get well, Kim. Yes. Get back as soon as possible. But yep. without that horrible cough. See you, everyone. Good night, everyone. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.